Okay, welcome to the Only Music Podcast. My name is Stefan. I'm here with <laughs> Louise. <laughs> that was like super, super swift. fast. Yes. Okay, let's skip the intro. Let's get to the point. Okay. And if you're wondering who's uh, walking around uh, in the background, it's Chucky. It's our colleague, Chucky. Chucky. He's, the, he's the producer of this show today. Before, today we're going to play some recommended music. And then we're gonna hit stuff on segment, and then we're gonna review two classic albums. Yep. Yep. Which is gonna be. We're gonna relive the 90s, basically. That's yeah. what we're doing. Two of the biggest albums of 1990s. And no, as no surprise, we're gonna talk about 90s music again. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, I actually wanna plug something, if you don't mind. Uh, Shoot. My brother, remember that I told oh, him. Told games. I, he made a video game, right? Yeah. And I told you uh, about it, right? Mm-hmm. So he won the like a big gaming competition right now. Wow. Yeah. So he's heading to it's called GDC uh, okay. in San Francisco. Uh huh. Huge thing for like a week. Wow. Paid for flights and everything, and he's gonna wow. present the video game. He knows absolutely. And nothing about promoting his actual game. What music has he put in the game? A friend of his, can't remember what's mm. the name of the guy, but it's very like drone heavy. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's very special. Mm. It's a game, it's called Cosmic Crescendo. Wow. Yeah. And I want to plug it because he knows crap about promotion and, you know, getting it out there. He doesn't know what Twitter is. He doesn't know what Facebook is. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe stretching it. Why? Essentially, yeah. uh, so it's you can download the game for free, no right. in-game app purchases. It's no Kanye West, Kim Kardashian uh, iPhone app. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the Mac and the PC, and you can also play in the browser. Uh, it's called the, the web it's web address is called cgamoment.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So check that out. That's you. You all gotta check it out and let us know what you think. And let's play some music, right? Right. Shall we start with music? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're like excited because this week was so boring, I thought. What? Extremely. No, 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 no. I had a boring so, time. I, I no, this rocked. week was insane. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Apart so from what did like, I miss? Uh, okay. So the big, I mean, in terms of album releases, not that interesting. If mm-hmm. you're not interested in the 1975. No, definitely not. We are not. Uh, Blip. Crazy amount of music has okay. hit me anyway. Really, really, any yeah. massive leaks? No, no, not really. No, uh, none I mean, of that. Kanye West is still still tweeting <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah. Today he declaring announced, a new album for the summer. Yeah. He announced a new album title as well. Oh, really? Today. What's the new title? Uh, it's uh, called. It's named after a console, video game console from wow. the 80s. Uh, the Turbo Graphics 16. Okay. 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 Yeah, he's, he's losing the plot. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the same thing, you know. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, apart from I know you got FK Twigs lined up. Yeah, that yeah. was a massive thing. Yeah, uh, it was a big release, true. Absolutely. And uh, that and that one I love, of course. You know, being an FK Twigs fan. A lot of like hip hop releases mm-hmm. for me, like right. indie hip hop from a guy called Lush Life, which I uh, worked with. Uh-huh. I, no, I didn't end up working with him. I was supposed to work with him, but he he wanted a he I I remember his my label contacted his label mm-hmm. and his manager was like, 
blah 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 talking about he wanted a lots of money and stuff like that and then i find out that his manager was actually his wife who actually worked as a dentist so now i was like oh this is so so you know wow. how it is you know the, wow. the music industry it's beautiful yeah. i love we're no, just but I, human beings yeah, i anyway. want to start off yeah. by, by playing one of the tracks that ended up this week uh from an artist i actually don't listen to but i respect in some way it's Bat for Lashes. Oh, love. Did you release something new this week? Bat yes. for Lashes. New single. Shit. Yep. I missed that. That's bad. Told I you. love Bat for Lashes. Um, okay. I I mean, I love her more because of the her previous album. Remember the yeah. cover of the previous album? Cover videos. Do you remember the video? Don't remember the Talk video. Talk about genius. No, Excuse sorry. me. Okay, homework. I, 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 homework. I tried. I've tried to listen to the album, yeah. and I know it's got lots of praise. But I love the cover more than the actual music. Uh, the cover uh, is her naked, and yeah. she's covered up yeah. like a like a mink, but it's a like a skinny indie type dude who's like wrapped around yeah. her, and she's like she's not like classic good looking, no, but she's, but she's got very something. cute. Yeah, she's very very cute. cute. I agree. Uh, this new single is called I Do. Uh, she looks like she's dropping a new album in June. Oh, nice one. This is beautiful. We're going to play the full track. It's oh, only two minutes and thanks. 70 tracks. Tomorrow you will ask me if I do. Beautiful. beautiful and uh, you beautiful. just reminded me of the enormously p- influential music video she did with the bikes absolutely the bikes. that yes. that video was genius absolutely can't remember what the name of the song is <laughs> i was gonna say mind. no none of us remembers the name of the track but they, they did other videos as well that i really loved and i think she's 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 genius Voodoo, my blood is living. Blood, 
Jimmy got soul every mimic It's not quite right, he must be a cynic Sign on the walls, I was grinning Coming to my town, come see me Suck it, suck it, Timmy I'm yours, I'm yours Why does the blood of a stick to the teeth? Mama's still giving me Did you catch the new music Massive Attack uh, single? Uh, the new Massive Attack video, music video? Yeah, I yeah? went two seconds into the video and then uh -huh. I was bored. What? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Because everyone was going on about it and I didn't really like it. Yeah, if you only watch like 20 seconds of it yeah. or two seconds. No, but uh, that's the thing with me and music videos. It's got it's to catch my interest really early on. Otherwise, I just switch off. I, I got better yeah. things to do. She's really hot. I'm so hardcore. So that's, that's uh, the number one thing, Yeah, right? okay, fair enough. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, actually. And the single isn't There's that good. Else. I saw them, you know, I, remember, I saw them live in Copenhagen a few weeks ago. And oh, you uh, went? Yeah, 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 I did. You uh, never said. Oh, I forgot. Oh, so uh, that track works really, really well live. We fucking went to Copenhagen to see Massive Attack. It was kind of sad, isn't it? What? Seriously? <laughs> Why? Why? That is so like, I'm such a child of the 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's unfair. Says the person who would probably go to the end of the world to see Craig David live. <laughs> no, but you know what? I saw, I had a coffee with an artist the other day that is doing extremely well at the moment and he's telling me that he's that a booker. Sounds, that's, I hate, but when people say that and don't say their name. Now you gotta say matter. the name. No, it doesn't matter because I will Someone play his track. Someone is doing extremely well. That's I can't, annoying. I can't no one wants to listen to the podcast and someone talks about someone who's doing really okay, well. Okay, next episode I will play you his single. I okay. can't play it now. I can't leak the single. So I will play it because next he's episode. he's doing so extremely he's well. well. He's and he's hot. good looking he's, as well, nah, I yeah, imagine. Well, he's just great. He's a great artist. Anyway. The point is, he was telling me he just got back from London and he's been working with various writers and he says, you know, you know, I had this funny thing, conversation with my booker the other day because he also books Craig David. Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's genius. I said, did he play you the album? Uh -huh. And the guy goes, yeah, and trust me, it's going to do well. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, he's getting, he's already lined up on the, on the, on the festival somewhere. I've already seen his name popping up everywhere in in England at this yeah, point. Yeah, in England. Yes, that's in that's England. The thing. Yes, he's that's never going to do well elsewhere. Here. Oh well, he's actually doing quite well here because he's, still we love the re so reminisce on the nineties. It's so pathetic because Enemy keeps referencing that he's he's going to work with Drake, but he's not because it's no. Craig David saying it worked. It would have made it would fit perfectly if me and Drake worked together. That's the headline. <laughs> what? That doesn't make sense. No, You have met Drake once the, and he'd probably say, yeah, I remember you. That's it. No, but the thing is, Drake just signed a new UK, uh, not a new UK act. He just signed um, Skepta, what's his name? He signs to Skepta's BBK or whatever. Okay. But, so it's, it's this whole thing where Drake is now like, He came out on the Section Boys performance, the grime scene. He's gone straight into the grime scene, Drake. And they, everyone is hoping, because America is not embracing grime, 
and they believe that Drake's going to be the one to take Grime into... And what is Craig David going to do about this? No, but you know what I mean? Grime it's remix seven, no, seven days no, a week. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's like, you know, that's why I think they get, they're getting it mixed up. Maybe. Right? You know. He's always yeah. getting mixed up. Oh, that's great for your career, Craig David. You're getting mixed up. That's the best you can do. <laughs> uh, oh, did you catch, actually, uh, did you catch the new single from All Saints? No, no. I, never, I knew it was coming out, but bad. I couldn't even be it's bothered. It's not that bad. Really? I no, mean, you just say he's got this big fat smile on his face when he's saying that. <laughs> I wish you could see him now because, you know, you I know what it's all about. You know that he des- you're just one of those boys. There were four, uh, four girls, Nicole uh-huh. Appleton, two sisters, right? Two Appleton uh, sisters. Uh, yeah, um, one of them were cute, but I can't remember. Uh, they, were, they were all kind of slutty cute, all of them, right? <laughs> and one of them went out with Liam Gallagher. So, of course, Stefan oh, is just like, oh, oh, whoa, okay. oh, she was hot. Whoever it's Liam a bit like Lindsay Lohan okay. yeah. style, you know? Yeah, w- Lindsay Lohan. Oh, she, she should revamp her music <laughs> career. <laughs> that would do her good. <laughs> okay, let's anyway, move on, please. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I'm going to start out with, I'm going to actually go out today with, uh, I'm going to start out with the Kanye West uh, remixes that are flooding the internet right now. I'm sorry, but they are fucking great, the remixes. He's just picked amazing. I don't know if he's even picked them but I would assume the DJ premiere mix of I Love Kanye is a pick I love this remix this can't so, be official right I, I think it is I don't know I don't know I don't have title at this point so I, I don't know actually if it's official but I really do love this remix okay DJ premiere uh, I love Kanye yeah T-L-O yeah pre-mix it says on the SoundCloud I know it's weird I don't know I don't know I miss the old Kanye, straight from the gold Kanye Chop up the soul Kanye, set on his goals Kanye I hate the new Kanye, the bad mood Kanye The always rude Kanye, spazzing the news Kanye I miss the sweet Kanye, chop up the beats Kanye I gotta say, at that time I'd like to meet Kanye Kanye, Kanye Kanye, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I invented Kanye. It wasn't any Kanye. And now I look and look around and there's so many Kanye's. I used to love Kanye. I used to love Kanye. I even had the pink polo. I thought I was Kanye. What if Kanye made a song about Kanye? Call I Mr. Old Kanye. Man, I'd be so Kanye. That's all it was, Kanye. We still love Kanye. And I love you like Kanye loves Kanye. <laughs> I just I just loved it. I mean, you know, for you guys who don't know who DJ Premier is out there, he's like, he was half of Gangstar, basically. He was in Gangstar with Guru back in the days. And, you know, the guy was one of the first kind of, one of the early days producers that we all kind of just, I remember like hanging in a club where he was playing and I thought it was the best thing I ever <laughs> heard, you know. I just loved Premier. So this for me is a little bit like back to his old school. It's very old school. Very yeah. old school. I love this, you know, it's beautiful. Uh, I think I want to play uh, something also stemming from, well, a bit later actually, but stemming back to hip hop when hip hop was more uh, beats and mm. scratches. Mm. 
so I've been following this guy called Asa Brock, mm-hmm. not to be uh, confused with Asa Brocky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Asa Brock was part of like the early 2000 scene of like smart hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like in, I think it's like indie hip hop. Mm-hmm. If you remember the label Definite Jux, no, no okay, I it don't. was part of no. like RGD two and, oh, and okay, yeah, that R2 crew, D- right? D2, yeah. So it was. That was like San Fran based, no? I think so, yes. Uh, And I think like Sage Francis, if you remember that guy, and uh, Deltron 3000, MF Doom, Merce. Anyway, like Buck 65, like this isn't this single he has dropped, uh, he's gonna drop a new uh, album this year. Uh, He is very tiresome to listen to a whole album because his lyrics are very like, uh, doesn't always make sense. He's tried to actually more like, uh, paint a picture, metaphors and and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the the single is uh, called Rings. Uh, love this stuff. In a dog in a two-bedroom doing menial jobs Plus rhyming and stealing and being a clot Distractions, freedom, a rod I left some years of giving a light I left some will to spirit away I let my fears materialize I let my skills deteriorate Haunted by the thought of what I should have been Continuing a mission that was rooted in a 20-year affinity And rickety condition with an ID crisis Snap on the front lawn, look up in the sky It's shapes falling out of the fridge Yeah well, I mean, you know, as you say, they've got something to say. Yes. <laughs> In the week of other things, I kind you of... You get tired of it, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. And it does, this yeah. single lacks its chorus, right? Yeah. But it's... I, but this is I like... What, this. Where, what year did you say it was released? This is now. No. This is... This oh, that's week. interesting. Yes. Interesting. Um, got something else for us? I have. I've got two more. <laughs> I think you you need to play the FK Twigs. I need track, to go into right? FK Twigs now, absolutely. So she releases a new single, "Good to Love." Um, she goes. Uh, I, lo- I love. I really love this. Uh, you know, as everyone knows, probably already, I'm a big FK Twigs fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because she does what she wants, she doesn't. It doesn't feel like she's orchestrated by someone else telling her how she should sound. So I I have I have this uh, you know hopeful feeling that you know this is what she wanted to release right now and I think it's quite nice for her to go um, uh, to go into this kind of quite soft weightless production mm-hmm. you know I like the chorus a lot you know yeah. um, I think it's it shows off 
that she's able to do, to do this as well. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It shows another side of her. You know, it's not exactly what we were expecting. And I like that. You know, she just drops this kind of soft, beautiful, multimedia kind of... And a very, you know. very FK Twigs-like video. Yeah. She twirling around yeah. in... Uh, in a white in sheet, a sheet. Yeah, exactly. in a white sheet, yes. which you know, in, in fa- black and white, with all fair, for all fair, that I want to see. You know, she's hot. Oh, I'd love to see hot. her. She's hot. Oh, I'd love to see. Hot. She's hot. I like to see her in that bed. <laughs> Trust me, I don't have a problems with that. Watching that video, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, let's let's go. Yeah. Oh, surface level stuff here. <laughs> as strong as her previous work. I, I do, I and I, I love the fact that it's like so soft and I just want to go and rest in the song a little bit. I, li- I really love this. And uh, she shows yeah, off her vocals beautifully. Take, Lovely. Take a nap, that's true. That's No, I no, no, I just, uh, it doesn't mean I want to take a nap. I just want to hang there, you know. No, I, I'm intrigued, definitely. Love this. Should we move on yeah. or should we play something? Last one. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna Hit. play this. Yeah, just the chorus. It's called N Z N Z C A lines. Have you heard of this? Never. Uh, it's a new band, a three piece. They are mm-hmm. from uh, 
uh, it's a project from? from a guy called Michael Lovett. Remember this guy? Oh, it's very like mm-hmm. London type music. Okay. The the I know of this because I had a crush on a girl called Charlotte Heatherly, who was the bass player in Ash. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. A <laughs> uh, and she she's a member of this band. This is very like I you're gonna dig this. This is very Louise. Okay, okay, I'm just okay, gonna play. okay. Bring this it is on, a man. single. You're gonna love the chorus. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of a one trick pony, but okay. you get the thing. But no? no, it's all over the fucking place and it's not really anywhere, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. Now, that's like four different styles of music in one, you know? All right. Which, okay. All right. Nah, can't no? really do no? that. No. Okay. No, but that's interesting. Huh? Um, okay. Last one. No. No. Do you want to play yeah. the last song? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So I got the last one. Um, last track is, is a Swedish band, believe it or not. Um, for you guys who who uh, managed to listen to um, Goat, the band Goat, back in uh, that released in what was the first release? Do you remember Goat? Can't remember. I remember yeah. Goat, but I, uh, I, I mean, I, I absolutely adored that band. You know, I thought it was the best thing I've heard coming out of Sweden, and um, they they have they they working on. They released another album since, but this is kind of. This reminds me a bit about Goat, and I love the name of this band. It's called Hashish, and um, you know, you know, it's it's legal to use the name. I was going to say, but of course it is. But anyway, I I I really like uh, it's it's instrumental. It's not my typical. I'm trying to find where our podcast uh, playlist is. I've got it here. If you're looking for something, I've got it here. Okay. You got it there. Fly away. Is yeah, the fly song. away is the name yeah. of the single. Yeah, um, it's it's a um, it's kind of a it's it's instrumental. It's a bit psychedelic rock style, but this has got something acid jazzy from the sixties, seventies in it. Okay. No, but not acid jazz mm-hmm. in London. You know, like we're talking. It's got some elements that I really love <laughs> in this track. Okay, and I think uh, you know anyone who's into this style of music will get what I'm talking about. It could anyone be who's Paul- interested in, in Swedish acid jazz psych no, rock. No, 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 no. It could be a, like a, in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. That's where I see oh, this okay. fit, fitting, basically. You know, yeah. uh, flyway. Streaming home waves 
I, I really love this. Anyway, it's a, a specific kind of taste. You wanted to talk, talk yeah. about the new TV, TV the HBO show. series, uh, Vinyl. Think back to the first time you heard a song that made the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Made you want to dance. Or go out and kick somebody's ass. That's what I'm talking about. Mick Jagger's Mick son. Ja Mick Jagger's son is in it. Uh, Juno Temple, Julian Temple's son, uh, daughter is in it. Uh, I mean, it's all these people that, you know, you kind of been, if you lived in England for a while, you know them. Uh, inclusive, uh, an American cast as well. This is a, a TV series that's been put together by Martin Scorsese and Mick Jagger. So the film, the series is loaded with music that no one else could possibly afford licensing for a TV series. <laughs> yeah. That's just the fact. You uh -huh. kind of sit there and you go, oh my God, shit, they're playing that, they're playing that. Mm -hmm. They're playing blues music because, you know, Scorsese is a, is a master of blues, you know, yeah. as well as Mick Jagger, you know, so they pick up the best blues tracks they're picking up. I mean, you just is sit there. Is it HBO? There. It's HBO. Oh, yeah, okay. And, however, the story is about a guy who is just about to sell to a German company and they're using the right label names, etc. So, you know, uh, they they have someone playing Led Zeppelin's manager, Peter Grant. You know, they got mm -hmm. like, it's really like music history to a certain extent, yeah. you know, filled with drugs, women, uh, private jets. You know, this is the high time of the music industry. You know, there weren't that many doing it and there certainly was enough money to collect, you know. And they probably fucked over most of the artists. The artists are just starting to realize that, you know, hey, come on, what's happening here? We're getting screwed, you know? I want to watch that. It's good. It's good. I have to admit, I didn't think I would like it, but I kind of do like it. I can't drag myself away from watching it, you know? You know, for all you guys who knows that I love girls, there's a new season out of girls. Is there? And, you know, obviously my girl is in girls, so, you know... Uh, that's what I'm watching at the moment. Your girl is in girls? Uh, excuse me? Hello? You, no, I'm drawing girls. a blank here. Girls. Yeah, yeah, the girls yeah. show. Yeah, 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 Lena I know. Dunham girls. Yeah, yeah, Lena yeah. Dunham, your girl. But My girl, I, yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Moving that's on. That's an internal joke for anyone who's followed this podcast for a long time. Ugh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on. Uh, so I got uh, an email yeah. this week uh, who I sent to you as well. Uh, yeah. It said simply, Dear Stefan, I think you should know that the impulse to diss famous bands in order to sound cool <laughs> usually stops at the end of adolescence. I, I, I you love probably this guy. <laughs> should stop doing that or Louis, let Louise do the talking. Absolutely. Know what she's agree, talking man. about. I feel the. the An ex listener. <laughs> what? Okay, that's unfair. You and and he's obviously referring to my very, dissing. very uh, popular segment, <laughs> Hot Garbage. Only sent once, never got any love <laughs> from anyone. No one likes the segment. And just Too much negativity out of the blue, is not good, Out man. of the blue, how long was it the, the Hot Garbage segment was on? Last year. And now <laughs> someone sends one email telling me oh, that it's shit. Let's come back to us. Come back and listen. So I know, think come it's on, we're taking out hot garbage. Appropriate to take one hot garbage song. I think hot garbage needs one 
more. <laughs> One more go, all right? So, Can we please have? Honestly, you know what I feel about this. Mm-hmm. I don't. Be, I don't like dizzing officially out in you know yes you can say i don't like that but i like that but but have a whole section called hot garbage that's yeah. cruel that's okay cruel. but i i, I but then this Stefan, is a, public, it's a tiny bit cruel it's a public service it's it's uh. me like have you heard the new richard ashcroft single the guy from the verb no no yeah it's exactly okay i could have warned you it's a fucking mess <laughs> so, so i thought all wait. i'm saying is give us feedback on this so we can break Stefan in his mission yeah there's to bring back feedback. hot garbage i have i have asked for feedback several times during the podcast no one no one gets back to me and says oh you gotta bring back hot garbage <laughs> but i thought what would hot garbage need wow they would need a jingle right a jingle absolutely yes, a so jingle. let me guess you so, composed the jingle uh-huh. especially <laughs> no straight from jamaica because wow. i had some help what, what? from jamaica authentic stuff all right okay uh, this is the new Jamaican single okay. for Hot Garbage. And I'm saying it right now. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, man, you are now listening to the only music podcast. Upper Head is extremely powerful segment of the show. Hot Garbage. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good, right? Straight from brilliant. Jamaica. It's brilliant. Uh, Who's done that? Come on, give I'm us not a story. Gonna re- re- not reveal gonna... that, oh. honestly. Oh. A fan of the show. That's okay. all I can all say. Right. All right. All right. I hear. I'm gonna start with a track. It's just one track, I promise you. But I'm oh. con- it, it encapsulates two tracks. So back in the '90s, there was there were a band called Teddy Bears, Stockholm, and from Sweden, right? They're and there still was still existing. Yeah, but they. Well, are. you're gonna bring Teddy Bears back into the hot garbage section. I still work. No, no I'm not. No, I'm like. not. No, I'm not. I'm gonna play. Okay. Um, a track they did with together with uh, Thomas Ruschek, uh, who was uh, uh, it was a hit in Sweden. It, I think it was a hit, sort of a hit in Europe, sort of. It was called Hip Hopper. Remember? <laughs> I talked. Hip Hopper. No, I Hip Hopper. Yes, I am. Hip Hopper. No, yes, I, I am. I was somewhere else. Seriously. At this point. Wow. Okay. okay. But everyone knows what this track in Sweden okay. was, right? It was okay. a massive hit. The music video was basically it looked like remember uh, the Offspring track, um, "Pretty Fly for a White Guy." Remember yeah. that yeah. music video where yeah. the white guy? Yeah. It basically looked like that, but they <laughs> it was much done in a serious way. <laughs> it was a prestige of like the 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 hip hop scene, and I mean. Thomas Ruschek, you know the guy is. He's so white, so I mean. Anyway, I'm going to play first the track as it sounded back in but the it's, 90s. It's an old release, so why yeah, don't we bring yeah. it up Hang now? On. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, all right. Dirt. 
in my Tommy Hilfiger hoodie. I'm gonna keep talking bullshit about you. There's nobody be frying on me. Okay, wow. so this is wow. But the, it has it has an age well. The, are we back in the nineties? Uh, yeah, this yeah. is yeah yeah I think so. Yeah, I like okay. he, he's got a lot of attitude. Yeah the guy. yeah yeah yeah. You gotta give him his dues. They tried okay. And you do remember the track? Right? I don't. I wish I could say I remember the track. I actually never heard this track, and I still Ser- seriously. And, and and you know, in some capacity, we still work with this band. So you know, I I missed this one. One of my one of our uh, mutual friends has made out with one of the guy from Teddy Bears, right? I have no you, idea. And you ha- you, no you tried to make no. out with a guy from Teddy Bears, right? But didn't. What? what, what I remember this you're story. You're spreading hot garbage. You're really talking crap. Honestly, okay. never, so, ever, Anyway, ever. so I think it was last week or the week before that I was cruising around Spotify, right? And right. I As was stumbled upon a track called Hip Hopper uh, from a band. And I think this is a Swedish band okay. uh, because they've got a lot of plays in Sweden uh, okay. called Gone in the Sun and they made a cover <laughs> of Hip Hopper. Okay. Which is, a, I mean, that's a hot garbage idea from the start, from the get-go, <laughs> right? Okay, but they made, <laughs> they made it into a slow jam. Okay. Uh, I like when people take ideas and I, make it their own, you know? Yes, very. Yeah, but if you listen to this version, they obviously kept the lyrics from the original track and they squeezed in the title, the chorus is, I'm a hip hopper, into a slow jam. Uh, so I think it's suitable for hot ga- garbage. Stefan is glowing right now. This is you know, all your one of the worst there. tracks I've ever heard. This is called Gone in the Sun, a hip hop. You see me driving down the street. I look so fucking good. Smoking weed and doing that In my Tommy figure hoodie Yeah I'm gonna keep talking bullshit about you There's mm. nobody be fronting on me and my Me and my crew Cause I'm a hip hop Yes I am Yes I am why Yes I am So many P's to fit into that chorus. Okay, all right. The segment is over. Thank you for listening. Do you want to hear the... Is that it? Yeah, that's it. We're not doing Rich Ashcroft. Oh, no, No. you don't want to do that. It's not even funny. Okay, all right. It's so boring. Uh, Do you want to hear the single? Do you want to hear the jingle again? Yes, let's finish with that because that was the best part of this section. 
Yeah, man, you are now listening to the only music podcast. Hop ahead is the extremely powerful segment of the show. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Oh, I love it. I love it. Let's review two classic albums. Let's. Let's. Do you want to start or should I start? I start. Uh, I up garbage. Now I'm starting. (laughs) I picked the album for you. You did. But you want to tell us why? I picked the album because I remember this album as a 10 out of 10 album. Yeah. And I have it on vinyl, uh, mm. but I feel that mm, there's a reason I actually don't, maybe don't actually listen to it, but I'm certain that this is, this is going to hold up. This is, yeah. I think this... Well, it kind of defines the 1990s. It was very like much a so. very important very album so. for this decade. Better, happier, more productive, comfortable. Not drinking too much. Regular exercise at the gym. Three days a week. Getting on better with your associate employee computers. At ease. Eating well. Knowing where microorganisms are saturated fats. A patient better driver. A safer car. But tell me something, Can do you know where the idea of OK Computer titled came from? I have no idea. No, I, I'm not certain. I was trying to find out because I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that taking the piss in every information you find about it, they're kind of being a little bit clever as they are, uh-huh. Radiohead. Uh, no bad feelings. I love the band. But the point is... What's interesting with OK Computer is that, you know, they at this point in their career, they kind of Radiohead had lived on uh, on the success of Creep, more or less. You know, Pablo Honey, The Bend, all, these two albums were obviously important, but they, they Creep was such a big thing. And apparently Tom York absolutely hated the fact that yeah, he, hates he was that like, song. he hates the song. Yeah. He's like, it's not a good track. So I don't know why anyone loves it. So he kind of spent a lot of energy and time. So all of them being rather annoyed that once they go out playing live, the minute you play Creep, if they decided to play it, you know, it was like, that was the highlight of the show. Yeah. You know? Which I have to admit, it kind of is. I've seen them live. <laughs> you know, it is. You're kind of waiting for that song to play. I have to admit, you know, I love the. Oh, track. I was too pretentious. I saw them live uh, during the OK Computer era, and I was uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of either Pablo Honey because that's sort of forgettable. And uh, uh, what's the second album called? Uh, Benz, right? Yeah, the Benz. Yeah. Uh. It's, no, it's not. That no, cool. but the, the 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 funny thing is, I saw them live, maybe not as clear in my head as I should have been, mm-hmm. in Oxford, and I was really interested. I thought it was one of the best. It was kind of sizzling down with rain, <laughs> and it was amazing, <laughs> as sometimes shows can be, you know. Mm-hmm. But saying that, you know, anyway, with that background, what happened is they make. You know, apparently Tom York has an idea. What if in a, he's in a computer store and he's like, what if, it, if a computer could drive a car? Oh, that is so fucking nerdy that I just want to puke when I heard it, you know. <laughs> so he's like transfixed by this idea. You know, we need to do an album about this. I have a feeling that this might be taking the piss, but that's what he says in the press, you know. Yeah. So... On the basis of this, they go to Nigel Godrich, 
they say, hey, Nigel, you want to come into the studio with us and make this album? <laughs> hey, Nigel, you want to make an album <laughs> about a computer? Exactly. And, and you know, he, he basically convinces all the others in the band who are a bit like, whoa, what? You know, and uh, he paints out this picture of a computer driving a car and whatever else, you know. So, um, so you know, they go in, they record the album and um, they literally come out with this kind of masterpiece, you know? And um, it's released uh, 21st of May, 1997. 1997. It's released, basically, right? This is a time where we had Britpop, we had, like, punk, mm -hmm. we had, you know, all of a sudden, you know, indie rock was becoming major rock, you know, like the the rock stars were being coming from being indie to major. Like the whole industry was weird at this time and they dropped this album. Now they drop an album with X amount of tracks. Is it 12 tracks on the album? Something? Tracks, yeah, yes. yeah. And it's kind of like lyrically incomprehensible. There are no obvious singles on the albums no. that radio could potentially play. First single, Paranoid Android, six yeah. minutes, 27 exactly. seconds. And all tracks are rather slow and rather dreary, a little bit like, you know, slow in but, a sense, you know. And But, you know, as you go through the album and listen to it, you kind of go, Man, back in the time and the context of where this was made, this is quite like you listen to the musicianship in the album. It's fucking genius. They are good musicians. You got to give them that, oh, right? Okay. Arrangements, they're pretty astonishing arrangements in yes. this album, you know. Lyrically, I still don't really understand what the tracks are about, but, uh, you know, I, I need but to... Also, remember, I think that you're talking, you're usually talking about Britpop being a lads era. Yeah. A boys, a boys yeah, club. It was. And... I think people were kind of 1997 yeah. height of Oasis. Yeah. I think people were a bit tired of, of that. stupid yeah. uh, guys from Manchester well, jumping it not, around. It was a different. I mean, you you got to like for me, Radiohead was always a little bit like I don't know if they were public school boys, but they kind of acted like it a tiny bit. You know, in England, that's really important because mm -hmm. Noel and Liam Gallagher were two working class boys and they were really living it out like the working class boys, you know, doing the parties, the drugs, etc. Uh -huh. you know. And then all of a sudden comes is this band, Radiohead, which are kind of intelligent. They kind of talk, uh, they talk about on a whole different level about their music. Yes. And which also puts a lot of people off them because they're a tiny bit too pretentious, basically. I yeah. know a lot of people who don't like it just due to the pretentiousness, you yes. know. Um, but not only that, they also have this girl with them because I was working next to her at the time called Diligent, who is their video commissioner. They had one video commission working for them and Supergrass. That was it, basically. That's Remember what she did. Remember who did the, the, the first music video for Paranoid Android? The first... It was this, the Swedish guy who... Uh, Jonas? Robin something. He made... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cartoon. right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. She was a genius in finding the right videos for this band. And she certainly worked and built with this. You know, they were genius heaven. It was... Pretentious, yes, but it was genius. You know, we all kind of went, oh my God, she was the hottest thing as well with the work she did with Be them, you know? Before we, we continue, yeah. I think, do you want to play a track that yeah. sort of defines the album? Well, the or thing do you is, want to start off with, if people no. haven't, are, who aren't that into Radiohead or no. a OK Computer, 
which track do you feel well i think the there, there is only one track to play if you're not that really into it i i really do i don't know actually no that's the wrong thing to say but what i have to say before this is what they've done on this album is that they made you know everyone keeps comparing like a big band like u2 a little bit and the wake of u2 this band but they're nothing to do with u2 the thing is they took techno and made it with their instruments that's what's so genius about this i think that's what i think is genius in in combination with the arrangements so you're gonna kind of listen to all the instruments they didn't take like a big celebrity techno producer to produce their album because they wanted an electronic sound they took nigel godridge and they kind of produced it together all of them and came out with a sound that's really it's fucking fascinating i, I don't get admit. the electronic uh, comparison but if yeah but, uh, I, th- i really do if you listen to it this this could have easily been programmed drums the drums are really high up in the mix as well and the vocals are quite low in the mix because if you compare it to other albums he's actually normally quite much higher which i kind of like with this because i'm not a big fan of his voice he's suffering it too much for me he's too I'm a sufferer and he's so dark and he's so but also in this album it becomes something quite human there's something human about him which I kind of like but I would say there's three tracks that I really of course you kind of got to know when you got to love on this album uh, it's no surprises is karma police of course and it's maybe untipped from you guys who listen to this album a lot but i love the electroneering track because I, that's really kind of take it up a step all of a sudden i wake up i'm like whoa you know this is a little bit punky i kind of like this you know so i don't know i don't know i mean if i wanted to play this to people who never listened before i would play no surprises because it's really i think that's the most friendly track they got on the album all right let's yeah. do it something interesting you said you were late teenage when yeah. you heard this yeah yes. so you kind of that It spoke to me yeah. i mean i no i had no clue what he was yeah. singing about yeah because i still <laughs> but don't. it didn't matter right he was dreary <laughs> and, and uh, kind Absolutely. of sad and he's that, sad he's yeah. always very sad he's always suffering a lot a be lot hard to of be Tom cute York. girls in the class listen yeah. obviously listen to the okay computer of so course of course i had to 
Well, I mean, you know, listen, I, I'm with you. It's a good album, but I have to admit, am I going to put it on and play it on a Sunday afternoon in my house? No, definitely not. I would dream it to pieces. I can appreciate the album for what it is. Yeah. I still to this day have problems with his vocals. Mm-hmm. I really do. I have a tiny bit of problems with Tom York f- for being who he is. But also, there got to be an admiration and the same of it. He kind of it, tells everyone to fuck off and does what he wants, you know? Was it as you remembered it? Or was it more dreary? It was, I think, uh, no, it was actually better than I remember it. Okay. Funnily enough, I kind of, I took it to myself closer this time than, the, uh, you know, I remember... Basically, I mean, this is just a little spice to add in, but I, I spent, I think it was a Christmas party I spent with, um, they had this very famous manager guys working for them. And their managers were like the hottest piece. This is a bit like Led Zeppelin's manager. It was a bit like that, you know. And um, they had this massive house up in Hampstead with a big swimming pool. And I remember going there um, for uh, for a Christmas party, I think it was, you know. And I kind of walked around thinking, you know, this. I never viewed Radiohead as this massive, massive band. I mean, I, it was always dropped as the band who was like the most credible band. But when I got there, I realized how much money they must have made out of this band because it was stupid, you know. And they kept... To be fair to them, you know, I mean, I heard the figures they paid Tom York for his publishing... Uh-huh. I mean, they were, I'm not going to drop it, but it was the astonishing figures. I yeah. never heard anything like it, yeah. you know. And uh, this band was a bigger machine that I think I ever, ever, I never, ever thought of it as a big, big machine. I thought about it as this kind of little rock band, you know, and then, you know, then I was a bit like, whoa, hang on a second. This is actually much bigger. You know, I was sitting next to Diligent working. We chatted, we hanged out, you know, we talked about the videos she was making. But it was never this big thing, you know, that I then later realized that this band is massive. They made some, I mean, OK Computer is almost like a sophomore album because Mm. it's their, like, they had to make a hit album. with that album, absolutely. Uh, And then they returned with Kid A, which is, I, personally, I think it's a bit overhyped. It's not that good. Mm. And took Radiohead in a whole new direction. And mm. I think they needed that. I mm. think no other band survived the 90s era like Radiohead did. Yeah, no, you're right. And they always been a band out of a category. They kind of above everyone to a certain extent. Yes. You know, they can do what they want. They do it their own way. You know what they did with Rainbow when they released it digitally? Oh, you I could did. download I it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, they made money on the special boxes they sold on that album. You know, clever, smart. Everything was thought through. They had great plans. You know, it was a, it was a working team that certainly knew how to promote albums and do it. And without compromising their credibility and what they did, you know? Mm-hmm. They always did what they did. I was looking at their... Yeah. I, I, I was surprised when I just took a glance because I talked to yeah. you uh, last night and yeah. you said, oh my God, this album is quite boring. Yeah. And I, I, I also like, oh my God, she's totally... This is, <laughs> no, this is not a boring album. But I was also, when looking at the track, I was sort of surprised. Karma Police is a beautiful track. It is. Kind of... Kind of dreary, but kind you, of slow. But you know, it's one of, of the most listened tracks. Yeah, I know. You know, it's I know. That it's commercially creep and uh, it's you know, crazy. Yeah. I know. 
and kind of remember like the last few tracks obviously not no surprises which is still very mm. beautiful like mm. the tracks called lucky the tourist mm. climbing up the walls mm-hmm. yeah uh, oh fillers kind of fillers well, not really i think i i do think there is a red thread through all of it you know that's it what is. i like that's it's true. a conceptual album yes. you know but i also remember like radiohead did very beautiful i think especially johnny greenwood mm. learn how to do really beautiful arrangements mm. later on past OK Computer era. I mm. think looking at Kire and Amnesiac and the tracks they did where mm. they used a lot of strings, mm. especially I remember Pyramid Song. Yeah, Pyramid, remember Pyramid yeah. Song? Yeah. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. OK Computer, the slow songs, kind of without that mm. really beautiful uh, mm-hmm. symphonic and beautiful mm. arrangements. Mm. Mm. So I mean, Radiohead uh, is the typical In example. the end, would you recommend this album? I would, of course. Everyone is. That's an essential. It's still a classic it's album. A, I think it's a really essential album. Yes, let's move on to my stuff. Yeah. I've been listening to uh, the Chronic. Yeah. By Dr. Dre. Yeah. Uh, so why did you choose this album for me? <laughs> well, this was released uh, when I was rather young, you know. And, 1993. Uh, yeah, 1992, two, right? Sorry, yeah, yes. Two is really, yeah. And uh, I remember getting, uh, I just came back from London and I've been out partying in London, doing the clubs as you did, you know. And I come back and a friend of mine who works at the record label sends me this album on a vinyl. And I open it up and I go, whoa, I love the artwork. And I remember putting the album on Mm -hmm. and I was like, shit, man, this is the best thing I've ever listened to. I was so into Dre and that album. I used to have the the kind of album on my wall. My mom obviously didn't understand what she was looking at. You know, she was like, oh, yeah. The cannabis leaf. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just a nice plant, mommy. No worries. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> you know, mommy's just a plant, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but I, that was an extreme. It defined my youth at the time. Yeah. You know, this really got me even deeper into hip hop. I thought I loved hip hop. You know, that's what I. I remember um, this album because a lot of my friends who were into hip hop had this album, mm. and it was sort of like it fit very well with. Oh, we have. I have the the. I have a poster of Cindy Crawford on my wall, and I have <laughs> the Dr. Dre album, which my mom doesn't. She doesn't know about. Yeah. And I remember that some of uh, some of them, their like mom listening in, and suddenly realized what the hell he was rapping about, and mm. banned basically yeah. just banned the album. I from, bet. And I, I bet. remember like people hiding the album from their parents, and they was like, "Hey, listen to this." Wow, he says bitches so many times. He says hoes. <laughs> I know. He's I rapping. Know. So I, was, I, I hated the album uh, growing up, I remember. Uh, because really? It, yeah, I thought it was... Uh, man, I was listening to the most like nerdy bands. I was listening to Erasure and like Spin Doctors and... Whoa, God, whoa. And grunge and stuff like that. I didn't like hip hop, but I remember that this That's album cool. stuck... 
yeah. with it, right? It yeah. was cl- a classic album. I remember the disappointment when uh, the 2001, the follow-up album, mm. hit in mm. 1999, Yeah, I remember I that disappointment. Oh, man. my God, people Definitely. were really disappointed. Yeah. I, and I remember it sort of died out there yeah. and then. Yeah. And obviously, it took quite a while before Dr. Dre made, uh, well... Another what was then known as detox album. and yeah. then obviously yeah. made it to uh, Compton. Yeah, exactly. And I think also, you know, th- this was an album that sold about uh, five, six million copies, basically. That's how much it Ended sold. up on Billboard's number three. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was commercially very successful. Yeah, exactly. And it's well known because for its production, not yeah. only because it was controversial. Absolutely. But, so, uh, well, uh, let me play just one of the tracks very we're talking g funk oh, era yeah. oh yeah Stefan, where I spoke to him earlier, you know, I was like, how are you getting on with the chronics? He goes, oh, you know, this fucking G-Funk, you know, I can't stand it, you know? And I'm like, I was like, you know, this is what Dre is all about. He had a massive funk collection. He was going out DJing, playing I'm funk getting into that. Funk. Okay. And, you know, it's the, you've got to get into the no. B-lines here, man. That's okay. all I want the to say. The thing is, okay, so obviously the thing yeah. is... To me, it, I mean, I gave it a real shot, but the problem is that if you want to hear about clocks, hoes, pussy, money, gays, not in a good way, obviously, <laughs> dope, Cadillacs, then you're in for a treat. But those themes are repeated on and on and on throughout the album. That's all it is. And, you know, easy, he's a fucking jerk. That's it, which is, I feel that we've progressed a lot of ways from the gangster, ra- gangster rap. Yeah, but of course, thing, this, right? is a, this is an album it's set in 1992, backdrop of late I know, 80s but it feels very content, adolescent, you know, to, to phrase the guy who hate yeah. my, my uh, hot garbage yeah. segment, right? Yeah. It feels very like, I'm not, and I'm not provoked, I'm not, it's not controversial anymore mm. to hate, to listen to, mm. you know, fucking hoes and, mm-hmm. and uh, riding on his mm. big wet dick, mm. uh, stuff like that doesn't bother me. But yeah. it feels like, oh, it's kind of silly, you know? It feels like, wow, Jesus, how old I are you? I know it's I know it's kind of controversial to talk about this stuff, but yeah. it's sort of, yeah, it doesn't, it, it's not that controversial any longer. And yeah. especially when you listen to, I think Dr. Dre's MCing mm. is kind of static 
if you listen to Snoop, it's way, way yeah, much that, better. He's way, good. Yeah, but that's a please, different style. Let me finish. Okay, okay. So Snoop, I feel Snoop really works. His his stuff really works well. Dr. Dre is constantly his authority stuff about the labels, about the guns, about the hoes, about the pussy, blah, blah, blah. It gets tiresome. I feel that Snoop has a very more laid back uh, flow to him, real, lyrically as well. Much more interesting, much more fun. He has a, you know, take doesn't take it too serious. I think that works really well. Yeah, but Snoop hadn't gone through the shit that Dre did. With all due respect, you know, Snoop, Snoop came after. He came later. You know, he came in for Chronics and yeah, he but kind he of broke got... with this album. Yeah, obviously. that's what I mean. So at this point, Dre had already been through the shit, been dragged through the mud with a manager, white manager, trying to rip them off fifty times, etc. You know, I was and getting that. If, if I was getting that, but you get ninety nine percent is hoes, bitches, yeah. and money. But listen, the guy came out of Compton. Let's I face that, it. I know this that. Is what he that, is JC's, that is JC's argument all the time yeah. also. That's yeah. what we're going to rap about. It yeah. doesn't mean that it doesn't, it doesn't age point, well. This is 1992. We hadn't heard that much about Compton. We hadn't heard about the bitches and the hoes. I, I admit, I went to... <laughs> when I, when I saw, when I saw uh, them live, Snoop Dogg and Dre at Coachella the other year, you know, I was like shit, what are we listening to? You know, all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, the lyrics like came across like fucking, ugh. you know, I was really the same as you. And funnily enough, aesthetically, the show was, looked like a fucking Christmas play on, but I'm on not, uh, I'm in not, a suburban I'm not saying that it New York wasn't or something. In 92, I'm saying in 92. But in 92, yes. it was relevant because Is, we, no one told you this shit. We I'm didn't even know that, where Compton was. I'm, what I'm saying is, now it's fucking Absolutely. irrelevant yeah. and it very much my image of my friends who are like 14 with the cindy crawford poster and pam landerson <laughs> poster right hiding the album yeah. and then when the parents weren't home they Looking played and it was like oh check it out he says hoes he he talks about his dick he talks about yeah. you know yeah fucking homos yeah stuff because like you're that. 14 year old exactly. friends had never heard that shit exactly yes yeah. yes i'm saying that yeah. but the problem is i'm fucking 30 i don't yeah. care about that anymore 35 35 yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i don't care about that anymore it doesn't it's such it's so difficult to relate to and it feels very adolescent and I stemming back to the music. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes, I kind of it tra- kind of drags on. Mm. The the I've heard them so many times. Mm. Uh, some of the tracks, obviously, Never I think nothing nothing but a G thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, holds up as let a, like ride. a good. Y- let them ride. Yes, ride. D- also ho- holds up. Yeah. Skits. Oh my yeah, god! I'm so oh my god! I fucking hate skits. But th- really? those tracks really holds up. But. You know, as a track on a mixtape. That's fun. Like a summer day and then one of those old Dr. Dre tracks. Lyrical gangbang. 
Oh, it doesn't really hold up. Yeah. It doesn't really hold up. In, in portions. Again, not. So you wanna pop that shit, get your motherfucking cranium crack, nigga. Step on up. Now, we ain't no motherfucking joke, so remember the name. Mighty, mighty DR. Yeah, motherfucker. Now understand this, my nigga Drake can't be touched. Luke's bending over. So Luke's getting fucked. Buster, Buster thought I was sleazy. I thought I was a mark, cause I used to hang with easy. Animosity made you speak yeah. what you spoke. Hey, yo, Drake. What up? Very difficult to listen to the whole album. But what I did was mm. I started obviously reading about the album and reading mm. about the samples and stuff like that. Yeah. And what is really interesting and what is really good to listen to mm. is there is a. I found a YouTube video, a guy, a DJ, who basically just takes the old samples and plays them a snippet of them all and yeah. showcases what the old soul stuff, oh, sorry, old funk, funk stuff. Yeah. That's really good. Mm. The old samples, mm. that's really fun. And see how Genius. it turned out yeah. to sampling and, you know, yeah. that stuff and really holds up. And how we slow them down, the, the samples, and how we treat them. Yeah. In the ghetto street What you gonna do when you grow up And have to face responsibility If I have to die today For this little African right here to have a future I'm a dead motherfucker Wake up, jumped out my bed I'm in a two-man cell With my homie little half-dead Murder was the case that they gave me. Dear God, I wonder, can you save me? I'm only 18, so I'm a young fuck. It's a ride if I don't So, I'm saying if you want to listen to the album, uh, I think give the samples a try and then listen to the album, I would say. But in the end, as far as. Today? No. no. We got so many better art alternatives. I mean, look at uh, Kendrick Lamar. That's an obvious choice, right? Also from Compton, right? And he has something to say. I mean, he's not. By Dre. Yeah. And it, if you, I mean, if you, if you really like, oh, it's so exciting to listen to people uh, slagging off hoes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's gonna gonna be exciting. But uh, I think there's there's way better examples. Taking into account he's a wife beater and it, the lyrics are terrible, uh, I would say no, it doesn't really hold up. I think oh, we yeah. moved on. This, this is a, I think, uh, so between you and I, sort of defending I, him. I'm really, sort I'm, of defending listen, him. I'm not defending wife beating or bitches and hoes, but I do defend the cultural context that it re referred to and the year it was released and what it did and what he's done production wise with the samples he picked. It's a genius creation, just like, just like Kanye. <laughs> I think we're gonna end with yeah. that, right? Yeah. Uh, I would say we're gonna do this again. Yeah. We're gonna do two other classic albums. Yes. I've seen, and I definitely want you listeners to recommend us stuff, yeah. right? Please, please. We've given us, uh, you've given, I've given you Radiohead, you've given me Dr. Dre, but I think we want our listeners 
to give us something. Absolutely. We got a Facebook page <laughs> now. <laughs> I I, yeah, a Facebook page, right? Have you liked our Facebook I page? Did, you did? I did. Okay, great. Absolutely. If you search on Facebook, uh, you can find us using uh, the Only Music Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Only Music Pod. You can email us suggestions of classic albums that we should do. Uh, I've seen The Zombies being uh, referred to. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen Exterminator by Primal Scream. Whoa, whoa, okay. <laughs> so, but we, we, we're open for anything. I'm kidding. I would happily do a U2 album. No, no problem. <laughs> maybe, maybe not the new one, but no, that's don't. not a classic either, so it doesn't matter. You don't want to do U2. Uh, for Springsteen? Bruce Pre I wouldn't have a problem with Bruce Springsteen. I know, Pre I know. Neither would I, actually. That would be fun. Anyway. Uh, Till next time. Yeah. Cheerio. Cheerio.